everybody welcome back to the next podcast i am so excited for today's episode and hey if you um listen to the previous episode um jordan did that and it was so powerful so i want to encourage you go ahead and take a listen to that episode it was awesome jordan's great he's he's really funny too so that that's great so definitely go listen to him it was powerful and um today Um, I'm Faith and I'm going to continue a series of what I started um, in the last, last episode because the last episode was Jordan. So I was the last, last episode. So two episodes ago, um, I jumped on here and I started a series all about the arm of God. And today we are going to talk about the shoes of the gospel of peace and last week we talked about righteousness and being in right standing with God and um, today's episode with the gospel of peace, I broke it up into three points. It's going to be compact, but powerful. And in these three points, the first one is that through the shoes of the gospel of peace, when we put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, you know what that means? It means that we, number one, have peace with God. And so this, this first point, I'm not going to go really much into, I'm, I'm just going to talk on it for a few seconds because we spoke all about having peace with God in our last, in the last, the last, last, remember <laughs> the last, last episode, which was um, when I spoke about um, righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, because being righteous with God, it means being in right standing with him. So that means to have peace with God. So when you put on the gospel of peace, and that's actually so cool, because if you think about it in Ephesians 6, the way that the arm of God's actually listed out, like if I'm going to read it really quick um, in Ephesians 6, verse 14, check out this order of this. Um, verse 14 says, stand therefore, having gird your waist with truth. And then it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And then straight after that, it says, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So right after that, and and why do you think that is? Well, because if you're righteous with God, just like we, we spoke about last episode, if you're righteous, you're in right standing with him, you are in peace with God. And this is so, so crucial to have that peace with God because what is this peace? This peace is Jesus himself. When you are in right standing with God, you have been made right with him you have been made in peace with him there is nothing separating your walk and we spoke about all the incredible benefits about righteousness and how crucial righteousness is in the last episode so i'm just going to um move on from that really quick because i want you to go back and listen to it if you haven't already um but then um in romans 5 verse 1 the bible tells us that therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ, he is that peace. He is what made us right with God. We came to him. It was through Jesus that we were saved and we were made righteous and we were made at peace with God. And then in Ephesians 2 verse 14, this verse is so cool because it says that for he himself, which is talking about Jesus, for he himself is our peace. And I'm reading from the Amplified Classic and it says, he is our peace, our bond of unity and harmony. He has made us both Jew and Gentile one body together and has broken down, which is destroyed, abolished the hostile dividing wall between us. Then if you read down in verse um, Ephesians 2 verse 18 to 19, it says that for it is through him, talking about Jesus, that we both 
whether we were far off or near, now have an introduction, which is an access by one Holy Spirit to the Father so that we are able to approach him. That was verse 18. Like, how cool is that? That through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus, we are now able to access the Father. And if you think about it, in the last episode, I spoke about that when you're made righteous with God, you are able to come to the throne of grace boldly. It speaks about that in the Bible to come boldly before the throne of grace. And we can do that through Jesus, through being righteous and through being at peace with him. We now have access to the father and all that he has for us. And once again, in the last, the last, last episode, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, in the last, last episode, I spoke about all, all the benefits of righteousness and all the blessings that can come upon you that you now have access to everything that's in his word because you're at peace with him why because of Jesus and what Jesus did for you when you accepted Jesus into your heart and then in verse 19 of Ephesians 2 it says that therefore you are no longer outsiders which are exiles migrants and aliens excluded from the rights of citizens see we were once excluded from all the rights of a citizen of God but then it says but now you share citizenship with the saints which are God's own people consecrated and set apart for himself and you belong to God's own household. How powerful is that? Once you give your life to the Lord, he has reconciled you back to himself and made peace with you. You now walk and live in peace and right standing with God. That is just so, so powerful. So once again, that's just the first point. I'm, I'm finished with the first point already because I go into all depth about that in, hey, the last, last podcast. So go check that out. And now we're going to move on to the second point. So when we put on the gospel of peace, not only do we have peace with God, but we have peace in God. You know what that means? That means that you don't have to deal with anxiety. You don't have to deal with depression. You don't have to deal with sickness or poverty because everything in you can experience the peace of God. You don't have to walk in what the world walks in, but you can be completely set apart, just like it said in the previous verse, that you are set apart God's own people, that we can walk in everything that the word of God has for us. Because as a born again child of God, peace is your portion because you see this is so so exciting um because we talked we like touched on all about um salvation and making right with god but get this salvation does more than just get you to heaven it gets heaven into you how exciting is that you realize that when you give your life to the lord you have the very spirit of god inside of you and that same spirit that raised christ from the dead now lives in you and it quickens your mortal body so when christ died for us his salvation not only included our spiritual life but it included our health our mental health our physical health our emotional health it included everything into salvation it's once again salvation is more than just to get you into heaven but it's to get heaven inside of you that you can walk with the peace of god in every area of your life in your health in your physical body in your emotions in everything you can experience the peace of god and salvation it includes prosperity too you don't have to walk around poor you can have peace in your finances you don't have to beg for crumbs but no you as a child of God can experience all that God's word has for you because when you became 
born again, you were then given access to everything in the word of God. And think about this. Think about Abraham's covenant with God. It caused him to prosper even in material wealth. That the Bible tells us that he was so blessed that he was blessed to be a blessing. Not just blessed for himself and his family, but to all those around him he could bless. And also... A really cool thing about Abraham is um, Abraham was so wealthy, him and his nephew Lot, that the Bible tells us that the land could not hold them because of all their livestock and all their material wealth because they, they were so prosperous. And Abraham was so prosperous and he was blessed because of the covenant that God established with him. And guess what? When you became born again, <laughs> this is so cool. When you became born again, we were given access to that same covenant because in Galatians, how do I know this? Because in Galatians 3 verse 29, the Bible says that if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. But it gets even better. Not only that, but we have an even better covenant with better promises. And it says that in Hebrews 8 verse 6. Like, how amazing is this when you were born again you now have access to health you now have access to finances you now have access to everything in god's word because you're born again and you live in that peace the peace you live in is is so supernatural that it touches every single area of your life you see as children of god we live in victory and we go from glory to glory and faith to faith as children of god because of what jesus did for us we are always the head and we are never the tail and the bible tells us that we are more than conquerors through christ more than conquerors we're not just conquerors we're more than conquerors and i'm going to explain this to you maybe you've heard this example before but i'm going to share it anyway for those of you who haven't because it's a really cool example so there's a boxing match going on and this one man he wins the boxing match and he gets this awesome cash prize you know he's a conqueror but do you know who's more than a conqueror his wife why because she gets to share in the prize that his that her husband won but she didn't have to do any of the fighting you see the boxer was the one who went in the cage and he did all the fighting and then he got the prize but because he is one with his wife she gets to share that prize with him without having to have done any of the fighting she could stand on the sidelines and cheer him on he won the victory and now she gets to enjoy it that is what it means to be more than a conqueror. And you see, when we become, we are the bride of Christ. When Jesus won that, won the battle against the devil, when he took away the keys of hell from the devil, and then he was seated on the right hand of the father and given all authority over all the power of the enemy. You know what he did? He gave that power to us and he made us more than conquerors. And all we got to do is accept it by faith. All we have to do is say, thank you, Jesus, for the victory. I receive it. We are officially made more than conquerors. And you know what the Bible says? It says that we are seated with him in heavenly places with the power over all the enemy. That is what it means to be more than a conqueror. And that is what we have because of the peace we have in God. We reign in this life. Romans 5 verse 17 says that for if by the trespasses of one man, talking about Adam, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness 
reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Everything that the devil took away when Adam and Eve sinned has now been completely restored, but so much better through Jesus Christ that we can now reign in this life. And all of this is accessible through salvation. Salvation includes all of this. The peace that comes to you is all available through salvation. And actually, um, I'm going to talk really quick about the word salvation. So you know that when, when you have salvation, it, it means you have access to all of these things, not just that your sins are forgiven and that you walk rightly with God. That is so incredible and important. But there is so much more that comes in salvation. It's this incredible package that's not just one thing. It's not just forgiveness of sins, but it is health to your body. It is health to your mind. It is freedom to your mind. It is victory in every single area, not just your sins. And I don't want to go too much in depth with in depth with this because um, obviously we know that the helmet of salvation is also one of the armor, the one of the pieces of the armor of God. And I want to save a lot of this for that episode. But I just want to tell you really quick what the Greek word for salvation actually is. And I know you're thinking, yo, faith, you're going into Greek now? What is this? But it's, it's not because I'm trying to be smart or anything. But I just want you to understand because the Bible in the New Testament, it was originally written in Greek and Hebrew. So it's great to go back to the root words to actually see what the words actually mean. And for salvation, it comes from the word soteria. And get this, this is the definition of it. It's the act of the Savior, which is God, that made, and pay attention to this, provision for deliverance, restoration, preservation, and salvation for mankind. It includes all of those things. And you couldn't see me because it's a podcast, but I was like finger counting all of these. So, <laughs> so there were five of them. So it was provision, it was deliverance, it was restoration, it was preservation and salvation all included in that word. It's not just one thing, but salvation and the peace of God touches everything. So once again, I'm going to go more in depth of that when I get to the helmet of salvation. But I just wanted you to know that that is exactly what Jesus paid for when he died on that cross. And you want you want to know even more about what, what he paid for when he died on that cross? Well, Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. This is talking about when Jesus went onto the cross and when he paid the price for not only for our sins, but for our sickness, because it says that he was bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. And then in 1 Peter 2 verse 24, it says that by his stripes, we were healed. So it is ours already. Healing is ours. Psalms 91 verse 16 says that with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So you can see already that God is saying that because of his salvation, he is going to show us long life. And he's talking about here on the earth, here on the earth, you will experience a long life because that is what the word of God says to you. You are not going to die young. You are going to fulfill all that God has called you to do. Long life is your portion because of the salvation of God. The salvation of God, it's not just going to get you into heaven, but it is going to fill you with health and fill your bones with life that you are going to walk your life out long. You are not going to finish 
too early. You will finish at the perfect time. And the Lord says that it was with long life that he will satisfy you. You will not die young. You do not have to fear any evil because of the peace of the of salvation that we have in psalms 91 verse 10 to 12 it says that there shall no evil before you nor any plague or calamity come near your dwelling for he will give his angels charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service come on this is so powerful this is exactly what our portion is because of salvation psalms 103 verse 2 to 3 it says bless the lord O my soul and forget not pay attention to this all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases you cannot tell me that salvation is just to get you to heaven salvation is your healing in every area of your life because it says this Forget not all his benefits. What are his benefits? Listen it right after that. Who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Then Psalms 107 verse 20, it says, And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Who is the word made flesh? Jesus. So God sent his word. God sent Jesus to heal you and to deliver you. You can live in peace, not only in your body, but also in your mind. Because in John 14 verse 24, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. God has given us peace through Jesus, not only for us to be at peace with him, but for us to live in peace in every day of our lives and in every area of our lives, not only in our bodies for healing, but also for our mind. We don't have to live with depression. We don't have to live with anxiety. That is not our portion, but God has given us the spirit of peace. And in Galatians 5 verse 22, it says that, but for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you realize that peace is a fruit of the spirit? What spirit? The spirit of God. The, the fruit of the spirit, it's, it's part of his nature. It's the character of God. And you know, as children of God, when, like I said earlier, when we accept him into our life, the very spirit of God lives and dwells in us and quickens our mortal body. We have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelling inside of us. And that means that all the characteristics and all the nature of the spirit of God, which is love, which is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that is inside of us already. That is our portion. And we as children of God, we're supposed to bear that fruit. The Bible tells us in the book of John, that when we abide by him, we will bear fruit. And it just, it speaks all about that. The more time you spend with God and in his word and connected to him and abiding in him, then you start to produce the fruit of him. And part of that fruit is peace. So the more time that you spend with God, the more you're going to see that the peace of God start to be what rules your life. Because the Bible talks about, let the peace of God be the umpire of, of your heart. So we're going to start to see that we are going to start to be led by the peace of God, that we're going to start to bear the fruit of the spirit, which is peace. Because the very nature of God 
is peace. It's it's who he is. And when he's in us, that's what we can live in every day of our lives. We don't have to live in anxiety and depression. That is so wrong. That is not, that is illegal for a child of God to live in anxiety and depression. We are to live by the peace of God because that is the spirit of God that lives inside of us. So how can you live in fear or anxiety when you have the very spirit of peace living inside of you? Well, the very spirit of God, which and and part of his fruit is peace. And then 1 Corinthians 14 verse 33, it says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. In 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. And I just want to, while I'm reading these scriptures, I want you to open your heart to these scriptures. Because if you've ever dealt with fear, or if you've ever dealt with anxiety before, or any kind of even sickness, I'm going to pray for the peace of God to come and touch you right now. That every part of anxiety will leave you right now in the name of Jesus. And as you're listening to these scriptures, they are going to heal you right now. Because the, the word of God is health, not only to your spirit, but it's health to your body and to your mind. And it's the word of God that it's by faith. You know, it builds our faith. We, we grow our faith by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it's by the word of God that we can constantly renew our minds. So as I'm speaking this, I want you to receive this right now. If you've ever dealt with any kind of anxiousness, it goes now in the name of Jesus as I speak this word over your life. And then in, in Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Immediately we see that, that, that it's a command to not be anxious. Do not be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Stay thankful. Don't think about the anxious thoughts. It's easy to say don't fear. I get that. I get it that it's easy. But the Bible tells us right here, how we cannot fear and how we can live in peace it's with thanksgiving it's with it's with changing your mind and fixing your mind on god and on his goodness and on his character the bible tells us to think on what things are good pure noble holy all of those things to think on those to not put your mind on things below you but to put your mind on what christ has given you on his word to renew your mind to his word don't be anxious don't think on things that will make you anxious but think on the promises of God that you now have access to because of the peace of God that lives in you because of the peace that that you have been made at peace with God therefore you have access to his peace to be inside of you so think on the things of God and watch his peace just overtake you and then Isaiah 26 verse 3 it says this is crucial because it says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That's the key right there. If your mind is on the Lord and you trust in the Lord, you will be kept in perfect peace because you are not letting your mind go to and to and fro because the Bible says that the, a person, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And double-minded means you, you don't really have faith because uh, you, you, you know, you're feeling faithful one day and then all of a sudden like you, your mind goes back to the worry and it's back and forth and back and forth. That is unstable. That is not your portion. But you are to continuously every day, the Bible tells us to meditate on the word day and night. So you may have to train your mind. You are going to have to train your mind to think on the word of God by meditating on the word of God 
day and night. That's what the Bible tells us to do, to meditate on the word day and night, day and night. Because then it says, then you will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. And and if you want to have that fruit, you want to have that fruit of peace, you've got to stay in the word of God. You've got to let that be what controls your mind. You have to renew your mind to the word of God. And you're going to have to maybe write down scriptures, write them everywhere, put sticky notes everywhere of scriptures of the word of God. And you stand on that and you pray those, you speak that word out every single day. You just keep confessing the word of God over your situation and you let that be what you stand on. You don't let the devil come at you. You make sure that you are fixed and your mind is stayed on God and then you will feel his peace. Colossians 3 verse 15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And that's so crucial because the Bible also tells us that it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you got to fool, you got to fool your heart up with the word of God and with his peace, because then that's what you're going to be speaking. The more time you meditate on the word of God, the more time it'll become a revelation to you, not just information. And that means that what came into your head, it's going to drop down to your heart and you're going to meditate on the word. It's going to become a revelation to you and then you're going to speak it out. And that's when you'll see the change because your words have power. The Bible also tells us that the power of life and death are in the tongue. So the more time you speak the word, it's when it activates it. Because when you speak, it's it's the faith action to the word. And that's when it starts to have the power behind, behind it. It's when you speak it out. So if you want your situation to change, you write down those scriptures, you meditate on them, let it drop to your heart, and then you speak them out. You speak the peace of God over your life and watch how it changes. And then 1 Peter 5 verse 7, it says that casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And exactly right there too, that Like, I love the word of God because it tells you exactly what to do in every single verse. Every single verse, it tells you what you have to do to get to the outcome. And in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, it says you got to cast all your anxieties on him. You know what that means? It means to let go, to cast. When you cast something, you don't want to get it back. You letting it go. It's not yours to hold on to. You should not hold on to any anxiety. Cast it away. Don't ever look back. Get it out. Everything that comes into your heart, immediately when a worry may come, you say, Lord, this is not mine to hold on to. I'm going to surrender to you right now. I give it to you. I know what your word says. I'm trusting in you. I'm going through the process of renewing my mind. These thoughts may come, but they are not mine. I'm going to take every thought captive. I'm going to submit it to your word, Lord. And I'm going to choose to let go of every negative thought. I'm going to resist the devil. I'm not going to let him come at me with all these crazy thoughts. But I am going to put my trust in you. I'm going to put my eyes on you. And then I will feel, I will see your peace. I see your peace even right now. And I want to touch on this really quick. Um, But I, I know... There may be some of you listening to this right now and you have had anxious nights of sleep. Like you've not been able to sleep. Maybe you've woken up and you can't fall asleep again because, you know, if the enemy puts a thought in your head. I want to tell you today that the devil is not going to steal another ounce of sleep from you. But you are going to have a peaceful rest and you are going to wake up every morning refreshed. And the devil is taking his hands off of your life now in the name of Jesus. You will have peaceful night sleeps from now on. Because in Psalms 127 verse 2, it says, Don't toil anxiously because he gives his beloved sweet sleep. 
And then another version of that scripture, it says that he gives his beloved's blessings even in his sleep. So what the devil tried to take from you, not only are you going to sleep sweetly, but you are going to be blessed in your sleep. You're going to wake up and you're going to have, you're going to look at your phone and you're going to see a cash app coming. You're going to see a Venmo coming. If you had pain in your body, you're going to wake up the next day with no pain because the Lord is not only going to give you sweet sleep, but he's going to bless you in your sleep because that's what the word of God says. And that is what you have access to and psalms 4 verse 8 it says and grab this with your faith right now even as i'm speaking this grab this with your faith psalms 4 verse 8 it says that in peace i will both lie down and sleep for you alone O lord make me dwell in safety if you've ever had nights of bad sleep if you ever wake up again I want you to go straight to Psalms 91. I want you to declare that over your life. I want you to have Psalms 127 verse 2. Write this down. Screenshot it. Make it your screensaver. Whatever you have to do, grab a hold of this word and stand on it. Because the devil's not going to take another ounce of sleep from you from this day in Jesus' name. And as you go to sleep tonight, if you've had bad sleep schedules, whatever it is, it breaks now in the name of Jesus. This is the end of that for you. Grab Psalms 127 verse 2, Psalms 91 and Psalms 4 verse 8. All three of those verses. Write those out, print those out, get them wherever, stick them anywhere you need in your house because your bad sleep cycles end now. And if anything ever tries to come at you, you read these verses out loud and you say, Lord, this is my portion. I receive it now in Jesus name. And then you go to sleep and you sleep well. So guys, I'm actually going to end this episode off right over here because we've run out of time um, to hit the third point. But I'm going to um, end all this episode. I'm going to pray with you. And then um, the next podcast that I'm going to post, it's going to be the third point in this series about peace because we just spoke about the peace that you have with God the peace that you have in him and in the next episode I want to touch on the peace that you can now give out to those around you that it's for us to share this peace that we have because the Bible also says that how beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel so we're going to talk all about that in the next episode how what Jesus just set you free from today from all of that fear and all of that anxiety and anything that he set you free from now he's going to anoint you and empower you to go out and see others set free from that so stay tuned that's going to be such a powerful episode but let's close this off right now and I'm going to pray with you so Jesus I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast I thank you that you will bless them I thank you in the name of Jesus that all fear, anxiety and depression and sickness and everything that does not line up with your word, it leaves now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for complete restoration. I thank you for fullness and just a complete peace to be on every single person who is listening right now. Let your peace and your presence flood them. And as they go about their day, I thank you that they will be changed. I thank you that as they go to sleep tonight, night that they will have the most peaceful night's sleep that they've ever had before and that your peace will be with them a peace that surpasses all understanding in the name of Jesus amen amen well thank you guys for listening we are the next we are here to inspire equip and expand until next time bye